1: David from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630
2: Chat. Oh, thank you, number 97. The Sabres lead the Flyers 5-2 with 2.40 left in the third. Carter Hart left that game in the first with a mid-body injury. Stars and Flames 1-1 after 1. Connor Zeri, first career goal for Calgary. Jamie Benn scored for Dallas. Blues and Avalanche start right away. Coyotes and Ducks start in about half an hour. Ducks are 5-4. Uh, and four. They were supposed to be a disaster. They're doing okay the Diamondbacks and Rangers are still scoreless now in the bottom of the fifth game five of the World Series. Rangers lead the series three games to one. They are 10-0 and on the road in the postseason. And the Raptors win tonight 130-111 over Milwaukee. You got Siakam with 26 points, Schroeder with 24 points, Barnes with 21 points. Good night for the uh, Raptors to grab their second win of the season. Oilers and Stars tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show game at 7 here on 6.30. Chet. We'll get to Luke Gazdick in a minute. He's presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Kellen, uh, hit me with uh, any more messages that you may have.
0: Yeah, for sure. Randy from Lloyd Texas again and says, Reed, I gave out poppy, uh, Popeyes last night for candy, so apparently you can still get them out there in big enough packages to hand out to the kids. Yeah, can you still, f- I guess... Yeah, can you still find them with the Popeyes label? Or are they now... Sorry.
2: So they have the Popeyes label, but are they called candy sticks as opposed to that they used to actually be called candy cigarettes.
0: Well, like, Reed, we've oh. we've got an immediate answer for you. Okay. Text line, <laughs> it's a good so. thing you're paying attention. <laughs> Aaron texts in. He texted in a picture uh, that he took uh, of the Popeyes tasty candy sticks. Uh, apparently they're available in 16 gram boxes. Right. You picked them up. Right. But I,
2: I, so I googled some stuff and yes, when I was a kid, now this was a long time ago. This would have been in like late 70s, early 80s, I would get as a treat the, the candy cigarettes, and they were quite chalky, and they had a little, one of the ends was red, so it looked like a little flaming end of a cigarette. So they still they're still the same, I think, in size and taste, but they're called candy sticks mm. instead of candy cigarettes because we don't want to raise a generation of smokers
0: coach dad also texted in he was uh, responding to jackson our traffic guys text just before for the news of finding mr noodles in his daughter's uh, <laughs> treat bag which that's a that's a first um the per- this person must have came by my house i give out mushroom soup too candy for the kids but if they're older i give them staples so i, I guess you mean staples like you know just staples to, of uh, of uh, food food staples. Oh,
2: like food. I was thinking, like he gave a like staples for a stapler.
0: <laughs> <He's> not handing <laughs> out I mean, uh, office we'll,
2: furniture we'll, we'll do that. We have Inside Sports canned hams. We should get well canned ham T-shirts. We should get Inside Sports uh, staples. That should be the next thing we market.
0: Yeah, but how do you screen print on a Inside
2: staples? Sports? We'll hold you together. I don't know. I'm just I'm just uh, spitballing.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, great. Uh, sent, who wrote that in? That is from Coach Dad. Ask him if
2: he wants a, a can t-shirt if he doesn't already have right one. Right we'll on, I one. will do. Uh, do you want to do any more or get them after, at the end of the show? Let's get them at the end of the show. Okay, we'll try to get more in at the end of the show. We got uh, we got Luke Gazdick here for Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Luke, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing?
1: Good, Reid. How you doing, buddy?
2: Good. What'd you, what were you for Halloween?
1: Man, I didn't dress up this year. I was a Sportsnet hockey analyst for Halloween, actually. Last night, I got to wear a suit and uh, go on TV and talk hockey.
2: So you did get to hand out candy, see costumes in your neighborhood, nothing, eh?
1: No, I caught the tail end of it. uh, Walked home after. I didn't walk home all the way from the studio, but uh, I took the subway and uh, did walk to uh, my house. Trick-or-treaters were still out, but not a lot of kids. Not a lot of kids this year. Not going to lie.
2: Why do you think that it was? I heard some neighborhoods in Edmonton were pretty busy.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know if it's getting too cold or people don't feel safe or what it is. But um, I know a couple people live downtown, too, in the city. And I don't know. Kids aren't out this year. Times have changed.
2: What do you think of Jack Campbell's? I believe he was, what's the name, Dobby, the guy from... Harry Potter? I've never read Harry Potter.
1: I actually haven't seen his. I only saw a couple of the boys. I saw uh, Darnell and I saw Jeff Probst, a.k.a. Connor McDavid. Um, But I did not see Jack, so I'm going to have to take a look for that.
2: Yeah, I'm going to text it to you as we're doing this interview live on Inside Sports uh, because it was epic. And I've noticed, too, a bunch of them. Um, dressed up as Harry Potter characters and I was thinking, yeah, hockey players are now of the age where they uh, were reading Harry Potter probably when they were kids, right?
1: Yep, yep. I uh, sadly I'm not a huge Harry Potter guy myself but uh, yeah I did see a bunch of the boys pulled that off and that's good stuff man I even like that this is even like a bigger conversation for me but I just love like Halloween parties were one of the funnest things when we played it was just such a good time for everyone to get together the spouses uh, you name it and get everyone away from the rink and laughing and you get to dress up like it was one of my favorite nights and especially for a team that probably needed a little team bonding at that time, um, big win in the heritage. And then you get to have an absolute shaker for Halloween. I mean, I, I would, I would think the vibes are pretty good. Oh my gosh. Look you at this. They got of. my
2: message. That's Jack Campbell.
1: Wow. <laughs> well done. That's, that's that pretty is awesome. Yeah. That so is, is there, awesome.
2: Is there pressure to have an elaborate costume. Some of these must take months of planning. You can't just be like on the 29th, though I'm gonna go as this person.
1: Yeah, well, I I mean, we've had in the past, um, like a contest, like a winner for the best um, costume where uh, you get prize or, you know, whatever it is. So there has been incentive that way, but kind of like what I just touched on, I think it's just more cool, you know, people putting effort and time into it and showing up and showing off your costume, your teammates and stuff like that. It's more, you know, just for the fun of it. I have a really good one. Taylor hall when we played in Jersey, the year we both left for from Edmonton, he got the idea from Teddy Purcell. He was the bathroom attendant at the restaurant that we had the party at and he stayed there the whole time. So we went to target. He got like cologne and gum and Tums and soap and all that stuff. So those people that sit there with the bowl and you, you know, give them the paper towels and he stayed there. He, he had, was wearing basically a tux and he stayed there for like three hours until finally our captain, Andy Green was like, Hey kid, like you can get out of car. You can, you can stop now. Like come <laughs> hang out with the team. But like one by one, we'd come back and be like, Hey, did you see, did you see Taylor in the bathroom? And just like, I wanted to, time guys would figure out that he was the bathroom attendant so that's one that's one story i thought up right away
2: okay well yeah always that's that's an incredible taylor hall story thank you very much for sharing that what do you think of the heritage classic i mean there was the game but there was also the spectacle so probably maybe the the spectacle is something you want to comment on before the game
1: yeah it was just really cool honestly like that that's the best way i found to describe it was the camera angles and the job that um You know, Sportsnet did covering it, you know, subtle plug for Sportsnet there, but just, it was really cool just how they set up the arena and, um, and the the players buying into everything, like the, everything from the equipment to the jerseys and, you know, the family skate the day before and the excitement of Connor, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? And both teams coming in, like desperately needing a win. There were just so many storylines and stuff, and I just thought it exceeded expectations like crazy. It was a very cool event. Ends up being a great game. Oilers get the win, all that good stuff. So um uh, weather was great, and I heard the ice was awesome too. So uh, couldn't have asked for a better day and a better night.
2: Um Vinny DeHarnay said yesterday that he said that was their best game of the year. He said, yes, we beat Nashville and scored six goals, but he said that game on Sunday was Oilers hockey and they played to their identity. Is that what you felt?
1: I think he spoke pretty well about that. They did. They just looked like they had some jump and they looked more energetic and they were creative in the offensive zone. And, you know you get contributions from guys like Vinny thank goodness that he got that goal because I'm telling you when he shot that puck and they said it was Kane they showed the replay I said he didn't t- Kaner didn't touch that why Vinny hasn't scored a goal why is Kaner saying that he scored that like I was kind of like going nuts at the TV and it never changed and then you know it ended up getting changed thankfully because uh, I'm sure there were a couple internal discussions there but it was really nice to see him score his first goal he's a guy that i think a lot of guy guys cheer for especially me heart and soul player he's done that seventh defenseman in and out of the lineup role and um just a guy it's you know kind of happy to see breakthrough but on a whole I, i think the team played really well and and it's it's good to be moving forward now because uh, sometimes you just need a game like that where where you get off the schneid and, and um, some guys have some big performances. It, it was huge for them.
2: Um, so what happens on the ice when a goal may or may not be tipped? Is it, you know, and Kane kind of acted like it was his goal initially. Maybe he did think it hit his pad or something on the way, but Vinny said later he he told him, I don't think I touched that, Vinny. I think it's going to be yours. Do you go to the ref? Do you think, or should you not talk about that during the game? Just keep focused on what's happening. Like what happens on a play like that, or should
1: I've I've seen all situations. I've seen goals try to be stolen. You should have seen the American League where there's no video replay. If you were two feet within a puck when you're tipping it, you were claiming that goal in front of the net. I've seen it all, and I don't want to speak too poorly about (laughs) Caner because Caner had a great game, but listen as a player you know if you touched a puck or not it is honestly physically impossible to not know if you got a piece of it sometimes it just barely nicks you but I mean, you can feel it. And that's kind of like right away. I was like, I don't think Evander scored that. Like, I I think that just bounced and went in. So there's probably a discussion there. Maybe Evander yells over and says, Vinny, I don't think I, I don't think I touched that. Um, And then what will happen there was it's usually a captain. And if Connor had gotten word of that, that Vinny probably should have been his goal. He has a brief conversation with the ref, usually going off the ice after the period, usually try not to do it during the play maybe TV timeout, but usually after the period and you'll kind of skate over and be like, Hey, can you guys review that goal? I think that was day RNA, not Kane. Um, so I, that's how I'm assuming something like that happened. So whether they just went and replayed it and saw or Kaner kind of nudged someone in the right direction. Um, like I said, I'm glad it ended up being in Vinny's hands because it's cool to see you guys score their first.
2: Yeah, and as he said, bar down in the Heritage Classic. Forget about the bounce. It was bar down. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> I love good that. Enough. I love that. <laughs> Luke Gazik joining us today at Inside Sports. Sam Gagne gets a contract up from the minors. He'll be in tomorrow. Um, I know I texted yesterday about Sam, and you seemed very happy that he's getting this opportunity.
1: Yeah, I think anyone that knows me, uh, I talk about Sam a lot just because, to be honest, he's one of, one of the top teammates i've ever had in my career in 11 years he was one of the coolest guys i'll just never forget when i got there to edmonton when i got picked up off waivers he was like the first guy to come over and shake my hand and we had played against each other since we were young here in toronto he played for the toronto marlies i was with north york here in the gthl so i kind of known him before that we played against each other in the ohl but i didn't really know him and then as soon as i got there he was just like day one whatever you need man you know like just so nice him and his family his wife rachel um i've gotten to be really good friends with them and went to their wedding years ago in in muskoka here just north of toronto and a guy that i you know circle back with and talk to a lot kudos to him first and foremost for coming back at age 34 double hip surgery not just getting healthy and getting better but proving to be in game shape and going down to bakersfield and producing and doing all these things that he had to do all these checklist items that i'm sure ken holland and now jeff jackson had for him hey you have to do this and this and this and then you're going to go to Baco, and you we need to see this in order for you to get just to get a minimum contract to come up here um, pretty inspirational what he's doing and i know the guys uh, think highly of him in that locker room and don't know what to expect from him on the ice right i haven't seen him play in a long time played about 40 something games for winnipeg last year i just saw the highlights in bakersfield so really haven't seen him in extended playing time for a while but I just know off the ice that he's going to be a great calming influence. Talk about a guy that prepares the right way and trains the right way and eats the right way. And on top of all that, in a comedic sense, he's one of the funniest human beings I've ever met. The guy is, is the funniest storyteller I've ever heard. I could sit there on the plane or on the bus or at dinner and listen to this guy tell stories for hours. Um, just really glad to see him joining the fold again as an oiler.
2: Oh, okay. That's that's uh, that's good to hear. So he's he likes holding court then? Like, is he comfortable? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly.
0: From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is and not as a, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
0: want to do another stomp you out speech. It
1: opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show
0: is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on
2: Spotify. Uh, like, does he just make the story funny? Does he embellish appropriately? Like, what is it?
1: Oh yeah, he does the good impressions, he remembers all the details. A lot of his good stories are from his younger years in Edmonton when he played with guys like Dwayne Rolison and, and Chop, Ethan Morrow and... P- Pat Quinn, oh my goodness, the Pat Quinn rest in peace stories are, are awesome. And um, when you get them going and you just kind of start winding them up and get the wheel going, he <laughs> enjoys it too. He loves the spotlight and he does some great impressions. I know he's saving a lot of them for retirement. Uh, he doesn't love like coming on podcasts and doing stuff like that. But um, one of the best, one of the best read, honestly, I have nothing but good things to say about Sammy G.
2: Yeah. Well, and from a hockey standpoint, and and Woodcroft has... I I don't know if you noticed, too, like Woodcroft was tried really hard to be positive when we were asking him questions last week. Like he just wouldn't take the bait on anything that could have been a critical type of answer. But yesterday and today, he's like, look, we need more out of the bottom six. We need guys to get into the net and finding ways to score goals. I'm not saying he's saying Sam's going to come in and solve all of that, but maybe he hopes there's a spark for some uh, example setting from Gagne. That's the impression I got.
1: Yeah, and you're right. That's kind of the first time I've heard Woody talk negatively, um, especially about that bottom six. I think he said Ernie kind of fell on the sword for the five of them. Um, but it's true, man. Like, I-, I was a victim of that too when I played. When you play on the third or fourth line now, just checking and hitting, and in my case, fighting, after a while, it's just not good enough. You kind of have to produce, and you hate calling players out by name, but they know who they are, right? Like, Ryan McLeod knows he's got a play a little grittier and get on the scoreboard and Brownie's hoping for a goal and Holloway's played well. He's hoping for a goal. You can go down the list, right? These guys know they need to be better and, and know they need to produce, but to get called out by your coach, then you kind of start to feel it a little bit. But anytime you bring up some new blood like that um, in, in Sammy and throw him into a depth role and just being on the bench and, and hearing feedback and constructive criticism and things like that. And, also his ability to lighten the mood every now and then um like i said it, it's a win-win for them I, it's it, it's really cool to see him getting the opportunity again and it can't hurt
2: all right luke it's always a pleasure having you on the show i think uh you're with us a couple more times here in the month of november so that's going to be fun uh thanks for your uh insight on sam gagne and uh, and halloween as well the taylor hall story was a beauty for sure buddy we'll see you soon
1: yes sir thank you reed
2: that is luke Yazdick. Presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the Lifetime Warranty. Luke, one of our regulars here on the show, and uh, a wide-ranging conversation from Halloween to Taylor Halloween to the Heritage Classic to Sam Gagne and uh, some more support scoring for the Edmonton Oilers. We'll uh, get to some of your thoughts here before we wrap it up. It's Inside Sports on Chet.
0: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates.
2: Alberta's precedent-setting
1: injury lawyers.
2: All right, the scoreboards for Cougar paint and Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years. Sabres beat the Flyers 4-2. Stars and Flames 2-2 almost halfway through the second period. Diamondbacks and Rangers still scoreless in the seventh. Raptors beat the Bucks 130-11. Kellen, uh, hit me with a couple messages before we go.
0: Yeah, just a quick one from Bob, who texts in and says, does Campbell get a start in the next three games? Yeah, I think, what, we're thinking maybe Nashville? Is that what we're thinking of?
2: Or? Oh, I think he'll start one of the next three for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, the, I mean, logically, they probably split the next two, and then we'll, we'll see on Monday in Vancouver, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then a quick one from Macy texting in that says, guys, love the coverage, and she is very optimistic that the Oilers will prevail and have a winning record in the month of November. That's her prediction.
2: Okay, good stuff. Appreciate that.
0: All right, we got a run here uh of... Tomorrow, Stoff's got Oilers now
2: starting at 4. I'll join you for the face-off show at 5.30. The game is at 7 stars at Oilers at Rogers Place. Remember, Oilers, they have won a home game, but they have not won a game at Rogers Place yet this year. So that's another storyline. Big thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.